Hello and welcome to Fofop. Haven't done one of these for a while. Uh, anyway, I have some tour dates that I need to give a little plug to. Uh, Bendigo and Pakenham, uh, that is coming up in about a week and a half from now. And then after that, uh, Noosa and Townsville. Uh, comedy.com.au for the tickets to those. And then uh, Sydney, I'm doing some work in progress shows at the Sydney Comedy Store, December 7th to 15th. And uh, the link is either Sydney Comedy Store or go to comedy.com.au for those. And uh, they're selling really quickly. So uh, if you want to come and see me do the work in progress shows at the store, then I would get in sooner rather than later. All right. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Hello and welcome to Fofop. Um, I can't even remember how this podcast starts. Do I just say I'm Will Anderson? Probably. That's how it starts. I have not done an episode of this since April. Uh, I was checking when our guest was last on the podcast and it was less than 10 episodes ago and it was in September last year. So shocking. Anyway, Gareth Reynolds is here. Hello, Gareth. Hello, Will. How are you? It's Good. nice to have it's you nice here. nice to be back so shortly after my last appearance. Well, uh, yes, in the chronology of yeah. this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, still ahead of Tofop, which we've been doing consistently for eight years. So Right. <laughs> You know. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so uh, nice to have you here. You're in uh, Melbourne yes. in Australia at yes. the moment, um, but you fly back to America tomorrow. So good luck. Yeah, no, I'm excited to get back there. Um, I've, you know, I'm not reading a ton of stuff about, but what I am reading is good. Yeah, it's, it, it's all cleared up since you've been away. It seems to be settling. I mean, we were all waiting for the time when it would kind of calm and, you know, it's nice to be on the precipice of something like that. For sure. uh, do you follow Megan and, and Ram? What's her name? Is oh, it, uh, anyway, uh, whatever her, her uh, name is. Anne Rand. Anne Rand. Yeah. Anne Rand. Yeah. yeah. Megan Anne Rand. Yeah. She's a <laughs> libertarian uh, who writes The Good Place. <laughs> and she has this uh, tweet that she's been doing since uh, Donald Trump uh, got elected, which is basically after every bad thing that happens in America, she tweets, this is the day that Donald Trump finally became president. And uh, that's all she tweets. And it's so good. hilarious. That's so It funny. is consistently the funniest tweet on anything that happens in America. She's funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that that is what is... It's funny because at first when he was elected, it was total chaos, obviously. But then he gave a State of the Union speech, which is a completely scripted speech. And he gave this speech and everyone was like, this is the day he became president. You know, this was presidential. And it was like he just read a speech like he didn't. There was no original thought. I mean, he read people. That's like the level the, that the bar is at now is like he was able to read a speech and people were like he finally did it. But then I think Charlottesville was about a week later. And that's when, you know, I mean, that's when you were like, yeah, this is just yeah. going to This be... is the day he revoked his presidency. <laughs> this is the day he stopped caring about being president. <laughs> Every Didn't day. like it. Yeah. Had to read yeah. for an hour. Yeah. Did not enjoy it yeah. one bit. It was the most he'd ever read in his entire life. <laughs> oh and he, he did not like it. Oh, just hated it. 
Yeah, he's reading ahead, and he's like, this is bullshit in yeah. his head, you know? <laughs> but they, I mean, that, you know, yeah, it's weird. Going back there is just, it's just, there is a general feeling that everybody shares. Even the people who like him, everybody feels a new sense of anger because either if the right is being stoked by bullshit from the right or the left is like Donald Trump is ruining everything. Well, it feels like it is so far apart now that it can never come back together. Yeah, I think that's... <laughs> I mean, I guess there's some peace in that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're like, all right, yeah. I mean, it must be... It, it must be what, like, you know, a homeless person who's resigned themselves to that and is just like, I'm going to make it work. Like, you you just kind of are like, well, it is what it is. There's right. going to be a I'm going to get myself war. a shopping cart. Yeah. And I'm going to start collecting I'm going to do it right. Because... I'm going to do it right. Yeah. I'm going to lean into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we are at the level now where it's just sort of like we all... The one thing we all probably agree on is that we're totally fucked. <laughs> yeah. We just all have a different set of suspects for... Oh, yeah. I'm going to get a head start on survival skills. Yeah. It's yeah. going to come as a shock to the rest yeah. of you. No, the- as an animal rights <laughs> activist, when you're learning how to cut fowl's throat, you're like, okay, yeah, I think I'm... You know, I think I believe that it's ending. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody in the world should be like someone who's been selected to go and survivor. Yeah. Learn how to make fire. There's going to be a fire challenge at some stage. We are all going to be playing Survivor, the show that we fell in love with. We got a game show host president and now we'll be on a reality show, (laughs) except that, you know, there's no like getting off the island. Oh, yeah. Guess who's running the last three months of humanity? Jeff Probst. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, you lost the challenge. So now we eat you. You know how it goes here on The Real Survivor. Yeah. It's Survivor Humans versus Zombies. (laughs) This is our most successful season ever. Zombies, by the way, failing a lot of the challenges, just not doing well on the balance beam. Yeah, did very well in the brains challenge. Though, <laughs> they were right? great on the brain. Who can eat most brains? Wasn't even close. I don't know why the humans competed. You know, you're up against the world champions. <laughs> they didn't know it was a game. They don't know what's going on. They were just like, blah, blah, blah. Jeff Probst is like, you get a nice meal tonight. They're like, I don't need a nice meal. I've had the best meal. We'll eat Jeff's brain too. No, you get the feast on the brains of the eliminating uh, survivor from the other team. That's your reward. The opposition team are going to eliminate oh someone God. at tribal council. Oh, the and stakes then you guys... couldn't be higher. Yeah. Then there'll be some scrambling on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> trying to switch alliances. Yeah, that's what you do. You just fall in line, pretend to be a zombie. Do yeah. we keep the tribe strong or do we... I think we got to break it up. we got to merge. I'm with the zombies. By the way, the zombies keep voting for brains, which is very unclear. <laughs> I'm, I, they want them. They don't understand how to do this. They just keep writing brains. And who are you voting off? Brains. <laughs> no, we have did this for the last eight weeks. Who are you voting off? Brains. brains. No. Th- what, how about Kylie? She was, seems to be a weak link. Brains. Okay. Uh, we'll go with Brian. I, unfortunately, for, <laughs> I, for the third Brian, three Brians in a row, just because of the spelling switch is what we're going to lean into. Mine's with a Y. Sorry. It's just, it's not even close. Well, that's their theme for Survivor, because this season, it's uh, David's versus Goliath's right, on yeah. uh, Survivor, because oh, good. they're 35 seasons in, and they're just looking for... So this is weak people versus yep, strong alphas? People. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. So a whole bunch of uh, Goliaths, that term that we all use, sure. and then a whole bunch of Davids, that term that we equally all use to describe these <laughs> All people. the Davids should be named David. Well, the thing I love about the Survivor theme is the contestants are either briefed or just decide by themselves, but I'm going to say briefed, to lean into the theme. Right. And so Jeff is always like, so if you were doing, say, 
zombies versus humans or they go with something a bit more clever like they go with our oh, oh, brains versus brian's <laughs> right so there's a tribe of people called brian and there's a tribe of zombies and it's survivor brains versus brian's oh <laughs> but then every conversation becomes around like you know so they'll be like well as a david I always like, and then they assign these attributes of their own life to what it means to be a David. Right. So As like, a brain. Like, brain. <laughs> this is, why do we even tape these? Can we just stop interviewing them? Do you have a crush on anyone on the island? Brains. Okay. All right. You know what? Yeah, it's just, let's not film these anymore. I think we could cut our schedule literally in half. Brains. Uh, no, we're not, we're not even filming anymore. Get, Brains. Put the leash on him and get him out of here. Brains. Give him a brain. I just shut him up. Brains. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Start filming. Actually, I'm kind of brains. finding a new nuance to this that I'm enjoying. Brains. Okay. I think he has a crush on brains. Brains. Oh, you like brains? brains. Okay. All right. Oh, brains. <laughs> brains. Brains. Oh, he's chill. Oh, he, he just made a gesture brains. indicating he likes to. Brains. Sex with the brains, which is this is <laughs> brains. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> Be great if on the Talking Dead they actually had a zombie on the panel each yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just uh, on the brains. No, okay. Again, no points. Uh, <laughs> no points. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> he's just, he's just in, out points. Yeah, 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 yeah. Points. Yeah, points. I don't know. Huh? How does this work? I don't know. <sighs> points. <laughs> oh, okay, he is in Hollywood finally. <laughs> Career uh, points need new angles. <laughs> uh, brains tired. <laughs> new show. Um, I do love uh, the tortured survivor kind of thing, though, because they must just sit around in an office now and just go, "Well, how do we divide groups of people?" Well, they actually should do that. Maybe that's how they solve America. Maybe they do like. Liberals versus alt right or whatever well, is the survivor season. I think it's gonna. Be, I think the, <laughs> the alt right will bring guns, um, and probably will say any challenge they lose didn't exist. Right. So it'll be a tough one. Yeah, this <laughs> but is a that is challenge. I mean, that really is what uh, you know. That is what we are headed right towards, except right. without the the ratings bump. You know, um, it's it's totally fucking crazy. Yeah, we believe that the liberals who won this challenge are crisis actors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hired by Obama and George Soros. Yeah. We know the deal. We're not crazy, <laughs> crazy people. Yeah. No, it'd be, uh, th- I think that, you know, like in the last week, pipe bombs got sent. Uh, there was a mass shooting and uh, everybody on the right says it is bullshit or it's like been staged or it's you know crisis actors crisis actors paid protesters these terms that are just so bizarre. i mean good jobs though at least there's jobs paid out there. protesting is a great it's one of the few jobs working in this economy i uh, mean i would have thought as an actor too it just opens up a whole new revenue oh, you, stream, well right? I, you, I mean you know how actors are they get very specific with their fake paid protester well i mean you know, extra work, that's your paid protester. But yeah. actually, if you get like a crisis actor role, oh, yeah. that's like a feature. Yeah, for sure. And you're, I mean, a lot of improv too. I mean, right? you got to know the chant, but you could still come up with like little quirks of your guy. You know, <laughs> I can't, I'm allergic to milk. I'm not really, but the guy I'm playing is allergic to milk. <laughs> Very specific, Dan. Very specific. <laughs> uh, I'm, over, I'm out here because I just went through a nasty divorce. Lost my kid. I'm getting madly married with two children. <laughs> I'm just playing my part. 
I didn't ask. I didn't. Why do you keep explaining? I'm trying to act. Yeah, come on, stay in character. Uh, my guy's an actor who can't stay in character. Uh, <laughs> sort of his his quirk, you know what I mean? It's nuanced. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's sad, though, right? Uh, the state of America? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I, like you said, I mean, yeah, we just are like, it won't recover. Uh, we don't really know what, uh, you know, what's Well, next. I mean, one of the things we were talking about on the way here was um, Trump not being able to use an umbrella, which in of itself should be something that we should be able to take the time to celebrate the fact that the leader of the free world doesn't know how an umbrella works. Yeah. We should be able to celebrate the fact that when he couldn't work out how an umbrella works, yeah, he... Threw it away. Yeah, he, yes. As if he were a petulant child. And that should be a thing that we're able to concentrate on, but we can't. No. Because it's a distraction from the fact that he's actually just terrible at handling things he should be able to handle. He is his own distraction in a way that is just incalculable. Like, we, we really are just like, he is able to do all the bad things and yet still find a way to distract you with the scandalous things. So, and the, you know, and our media is like what your media is turning into a little bit, which is where it's just, it follows like whatever the stinkiest pile of shit is, that's what they want to talk about. You know, whatever's going to get them ratings and stuff. So we are just, well, I mean, things are bad. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm looking forward to the flight because I'll just be, not hear about it for like 16 hours. I mean, well, you know, I was on the flight to America when he got elected. So oh, I got right, on the yeah. plane and he was like, looked like he wasn't going to get elected. And I got off the plane in America and he was president. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what's the landing vibe when they make that announcement? Everyone, I mean, that, especially if you're landing in L.A., everyone's like, oh, go back up in the air. Well, the thing that like is amazing to me is. That feels to me like the start of an alternate reality TV show. Yeah. Like something that you've downloaded off Amazon Prime. <laughs> Back like to it's, the Lost. It's, yeah, exactly, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and just somewhere in the air, you flew into a reality where Donald Trump actually won the election. Yeah. It's essentially you hit a wormhole. history fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no. But that's what we're living in. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, they, I mean, you know, he, yeah, he's just so quickly changed the the makeup of everything i mean and i don't i really don't know how you know even beyond the right and the left kind of like finding a way to get along again i just don't think there's any way that he is going to he is not going to be president for at least eight years really yeah i th i don't think there's any i mean especially because when you look at like how our voting is now it is so you know, like American Idol has a better system for voting than we do, than the American system does, because it's based on the Electoral College. So, you know, each state is allowed uh, to like we get each state gets two senators. And so in this and the Electoral College is essentially a point system that isn't the popular vote. It was brought about because presidents needed to find a reason to go to each state when they couldn't fly there or drive there. You know, well, it's horse and buggy shit. And that's why it was made like that. So it was just like an incentive for the president to go to the states because that meant, well, now that doesn't matter. And now, like, it is such a flawed system, even beyond that, how, like, our votes aren't counted and, you know, everything's electronic. There's no real proof of these things that have, you know, the, the votes that people have cast. It's just now, like, I, you know, I don't know how it gets solved because you'd have to vote people out of office who would fix this system, but your votes don't really count anymore. So anyway, how are you? Are you good? <laughs> Things are good with you? You've been well. Anyway, a latte, just a latte. 
just everyone you talk to. Yeah. You just yeah. can't yeah. stop talking yeah. about it. You're I just know, like, yeah. anyway, five stars. Five anyway, stars. Anyway, Thank you so much. all right, bud. I'm sorry. I, sorry, uh, I know sorry. I've been sitting here for a bit. Yeah. But. Uh, sorry about all the crying, too. I just, it comes and goes, it kind of goes in waves. Anyway, good to meet you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, man. Um, it's fun to do your show, though, your radio show here, though. That is. Well, I. It's, it's so good. I like. It felt like I was going to uh, work with Dad. I was just like, <laughs> "Is Will's home?" Yeah. It it is interesting because so many people who like I haven't really done any like sort of office job, even like Gruen and stuff. I mostly do from home, and I just go in for a few meetings. So I don't really like work in an office. Yeah. Like in an office environment. Have you ever worked in an office? Well. I have previously, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to be a journalist and yeah. I worked in an office for that. And like I um, did a stint at the end where I was essentially working in an app, well, an advertising arm of a newspaper business that, so, but I was in amongst the, you know, the advertising people. Right. Uh, so that was like but an office. But you've had a break. But I've had a long break. Yeah. Like 20 years really without going to like what you consider to be an office job and going back into like, what is essentially an office job and has all those Schedule, office politics. Yeah. And then the, like, there's a whole bunch of people who work in the building. There's like 80 of them. And there's now people I've run into a few times whose name I don't know. And I have no good way of ever finding out what their name is. That like you, you need, you need like, you need a guy like me just walk around with you and I'll just lead with the intros. That's how you pick up the names. Well, I need to just have my first week at work again. You need to have like... Take that. Take the Trump plane, the one that takes you to the alternate reality. You can because it's one of those things where I met all the core people and remembered their names. And now there's like the extra layer of like you run into them a bit, people. Yeah. I need a week to get to know them. Yeah. I need an orientation of the second ring. Another, yeah. A second orientation. Mm. Um, <laughs> so how long have you been working there? Uh, just over a year now. And are you tired? You have to get up at 4.30? I'm constantly tired. Yeah, I am. Have you done, you haven't probably updated people on this life yet. No, not really. Yeah. I don't talk about it a lot. In, yeah. Like this is like, well, look, the, the two worlds don't need to really have much to do each other, with uh, each other. Uh, worlds are colliding. Yeah, yeah. This is like, yeah, there's a little <laughs> bit of like, you know, um, they don't ask me too much about this. Yeah. And I don't mention them too much in this. Right. Like, you know, we all, all, right. we no all keep to our separate worlds. <laughs> and everybody's fine yeah. with it. It's like, we'll just pretend that the other things don't exist and everybody's happy. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, no, it, I, it's not that I'm... Uh, it, it is... It's funny though, because they're both broadcasting, but there's such different types of broadcasting that Than they... to what you're used to doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a very different world. It's, like, good, you know, it's good though. It's good fun. I mean, I, like the fact that we've spoken for this long in a row without me, you know, getting to stop talking and listen to like four and a half minutes of advertisements. Do you want me to put Kings of Leon on? Could you? Could you put yeah, the Kings of Leon guys, on? We'll, this we'll sex is on fire. We'll be right back. Guys, it's going to be 21 today in Melbourne.
actually took a break because yeah. my back started hurting yeah but so then i, I gave you a good up. back rub yeah i appreciate that. you're welcome man. i'm all elbows sexual at the end well which... well again i told you at the beginning i said let this go where it's gonna go yeah i know I, I wasn't complaining yeah okay good people know, okay but... yeah sure for sure yeah no if there's a if there's a new energy that's what it's due to yeah yeah and then if i need to have a snooze in about yeah. 15 minutes say the word say the word i'll swaddle you i don't care you what swaddle you oh okay yeah yeah sorry swaddle yeah yeah Sorry, I've got something in my throat. I meant to say something different. Swaddle. Yeah. It's not a word you hear that often, swaddle. And not like, from a single guy. No, but yeah. I would have just thought in general. I, I haven't heard somebody use the term swaddle. for. Oh. It's such a ridiculous sounding word now that I'm saying it over and over. Swaddle. <laughs> like a really. But that's like, what you do to a baby, right? I mean, you do swaddle them, but yeah. I don't know if people are still using the word swaddle. <laughs> oh. I feel like it's been replaced I'm a, by other words. Uh, oh, okay. I'm a midwife. I, I should explain. I'm a midwife, so this is these are the terms we use in my business. I mean... Oh, dude, let me guess. Midwife's not a popular term anymore, too. Wow. I think that I am also not an expert. Like, I am not in the in or around people who would be swaddling or using the term swaddle. Do, but... you, do, you, have a lot, do you not have a lot of friends who have kids? I mean, or I, babies. I have a lot of friends in the last like three years that have had babies. I had a lot of friends, and then <laughs> some of them had babies, and now I have less friends. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're pro your life. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, live your own life. Yeah. But, you know. No, it totally one in, one out is my policy. Man, it. <laughs> you've got the little ticker the bouncer has yeah. when people walk in. You're like, all right, see you, Andy. All right. Oh, Luke, come on in. We got a spot. I need a guy who's cool. We just lost Andy. Did you hear? He's gone. <laughs> yeah. I When I used to do kids' birthday parties, that was one of the things that I would always think when I'd be dressed up like whatever. I'd look at the parents and watch them just kind of be pounding beers at this like two o'clock event. And I was just like, I don't, they don't seem too happy about this uh, situation. And my, all my friends with kids... Very happy they have children. I'm not like discounting being a parent at all. But to me, I'm like, you know, my child is being able to smoke pot early on a Sunday and go to the farmers. You know what I mean? That's my child. It interests me 
how many of those things that you are able to develop in your life. Like now you would miss them, right? But if you had oh, a yeah. kid, if you had a kid when you were 20 or whatever, you then wouldn't know, yeah. You wouldn't know. Yeah. You wouldn't know what it's like to like go, oh no, yeah, no, I like got up on a Sunday morning and the first thing I did was smoke pot. Yeah. yeah you can't yeah. do that if you have a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It's like a Jerry Springer episode. Well, you know? and then don't you also think, like I always feel like my friends want me to have kids because maybe part of it is they just want it taken away from me too. They're just like, I'm not happy that you get it. Right. You know, I kind of want you to do this with me. Come along. Stop having so much fun. Whereas the most, like the better thing would be is to make an arrangement with you. Maybe a financial arrangement of some kind where you um, just like, Hey, I'm listening. Well, I mean, you used to work children's parties, right? Yeah. You're good with kids. Yeah. Like you've got experience entertaining them. Sure. Just if I have hula hoops like, and balloon animals, let's go. I'm thinking like some sort of job swap, like one Sunday a month or whatever. You're them. <laughs> and so, they're hey, your, they're yeah. you. Like yeah. a life swap. Like, <laughs> I don't you know, know if they, I don't know if you could just jump right into being me. You know what I mean? I think they would need a little, they might need. Like a, but if you're a doing three it, day weekend. If you're doing it once a month on a Sunday, you're like, going to you overdose. Know, after well, okay. <laughs> They're going to have a panic attack and be on a roof, like an almost famous. What doesn't have to be you? It could be the Gareth experience. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's a I'm willing down, to set that up. Yeah. Know, yeah, for you know, sure. A little, what do you want to need? 30% Gareth. Yeah, yeah. Like you're the guy before him uh, going now. All right. Yeah, yeah. Now, again, a lot of the stuff I'm yeah. saying is just kind of recommended for me. You're going to yeah. want to cut this in half, maybe exactly. a third, you something know what? like that. Take a third. Yeah. yeah. See how you feel. <laughs> then maybe have another third. Yeah. Got two thirds Gareth. The deal maximum. with Gareth is you can always take more. more. You can never take less. Yes. Okay. And remember, you only get this once a month. So you don't want to spend it here worrying about, you know, having a fever dream <laughs> on my couch. Which, by the way, there's a sheet for that. <laughs> Sweat it out here. That's what we do. <laughs> the Gareth experience. <laughs> Enjoy. I mean, I think there would be takers for that. Oh, like, man. I think I... you would be busy. If you said, what sort of price do you think you could charge for that? Like, say, put a premium on it because you've only got a limited amount of Sundays and you want to spend some. Well, you can. The great thing about your lifestyle is that you can have your Sunday on a Thursday. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not time specific. You know, Will, for a while I forgot there were other days. Yeah. So, yeah. so basically, any given Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's, you can... <laughs> that's the business name. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what would end up happening, though, is like so many people would take me up on it. I would be stressed out with all the kids I have to look after, but ending up with the plight of a parent. No, because I think it's a premium service. How? Like, so... I think this is the sort of thing that you're offering. All right. I want to let's 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 keep in mind our lifestyles. Yeah. Right. And how much we want to preserve that. And then let's put a financial figure on what it costs to spend 10 a.m. to 6.30 a Sunday with a child that isn't yours. Age 3 to 9. And let's, I'm going to think of my number. A day rate. All right. I got my number as well. Okay, I got mine. Okay. How do we do it? Do we say it at the same time? <laughs> we write it down and show brains. <laughs> no. Get out of here. Uh, all right. Let's say it at the same time. Yeah, okay. We do you three, two, one. And okay. Then go on like. Go, go on the beat after yeah, one. Beat after okay, one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Three, two, one. 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> that totally is right for us too. That's the right divide. <laughs> <laughs> what if I said fifty dollars? Things are bad, man. <laughs> Twenty. I get it. I you don't have as much time. Yeah. Yeah. You're a busy man. You got work the next day for God's right. sake. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, I see. I yeah, five. I would do it for five. But now that I'm hearing you're twenty, I definitely would. I would negotiate. Maybe start higher. And I want six weeks paid holiday. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm unionizing. <laughs> you're one person. Hey, it's any given Sunday, baby. You sign the deal. <laughs> um. I think that there would be enough people in the same way as like, you know, for example, you can go to something and all everyone sits around in a circle and like colors in coloring books, right? Sure. For mindfulness, you know, and there may be some value to that. I'm not like anti, you know, people experimenting with things to, you know, see if they can get a different perspective on life. Yes. I think a whole group of people getting together that are like coloring, coloring books or you can spend a day out of your busy, you pitch it to like high, you know, big, this is where you get your, your premium, right? Yeah. It's piece, It's you know, pitched to your sort of stock market style, high busy executive, someone who doesn't have the chance in their busy ultra modern lifestyle with children and the business and whatever. They want to know it's a good situation, a and, good person. But also what they want to go back to is just being someone who doesn't have a commitment or anything. Wait, in your like, twenty, in your twenty thousand, are you are you taking them on the will experience as well? Because I was just talking about a day of daycare for me. No, no, no. That's no. my babysitting rate. No, no, no. It's a life swap situation. Oh, well, that my number's going to go up a little if I have to cater towards this. <laughs> this this sort of Bilderberg group. I don't think the appeal is that you're looking after their kids. I can't value the fact that I'm looking after someone's children. I put five thousand dollars on that <laughs> I mean, for a Sunday. Great, well done. <laughs> but I don't think that's enough. Hey, I mean, yeah. I well, I heard you, you're twenty. I felt bad. You've got to offer them so the, they come, yeah. the opportunity to live your life. This is the actual appeal. I'm going about eight thousand now that I got it. I mean, just especially for weed fees. Period. I mean, that's going to add up. I mean, I think that all expenses they cover. I don't think that you have to like. I think that there's, all right, it's all like right. a it's like a courtesy bar at a hotel. Right. Six thousand. I mean? like, that's it. That's my basement. I'll. That's it. Or I'm walking away. Six grand. I mean, I don't like that you valued your babysitting at five thousand, but you've only valued the experience of living your life at a thousand. You find <laughs> problem. You find an issue with those margins. <laughs> like your sums are all out okay yeah like, so i'll take care of the kid for five look i've seen the budget yeah. now we need twenty five thousand dollars for bread and eight dollars for caviar yeah. I feel like numbers are out no no they're fine yeah they're perfect yeah it's just so easy to be me yeah because i'm thinking that if someone offered in escape room style you know you go to an escape room and you get to pretend to be like a bank robber or whatever for right. the evening. Yeah. In the same way as someone like, it's like this new so mindfulness I'm, thing. I'm setting like, up their day with interactions of my friends and stuff, potentially. I mean, if it is an immersive experience we're after here. I mean, I guess. If All I, right. 7,000. That's my new basement. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not. We're talking about a walk away if you push back. I just think that could be worth like $15,000 minimum. Are you trying to get in my business? Are you trying to get half? Is that what I'm saying? Well, if I got half, you're still ahead of your original <laughs> number. If I could get us 15000 yeah, yeah, yeah. and I took half. Hey, quick making all these good points. I'm the numbers guy in this organization. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I see what you're bringing to the table. A little bit of logic. Okay, we kind of need that over here at any given Sunday. <laughs> at AGS, yeah, okay. <laughs> Firstly, we've got that lawsuit with the NFL we have to clear uh, up. It's been a nightmare the whole time. Uh, did you know a copyright is a thing? <laughs> totally is. Totally a thing. That's what that little C with the circle around it stands for. It's crazy. And bullshit. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're on board for sure. <laughs> You've brought a lot to the table already. I mean, I think... to be honest, I don't know how we were going to do it without you. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. It's valuable. Um, I think that the idea that you for a day could just like live that lifestyle and yeah, you could offer people different levels of like the experience, but that's all extras. That's all like, so it could be like, I want to interact with your know, two friends. Like, okay. Right. You can choose which friends they all have their different prices that, you know, cause you've got to pay them like, yeah, sorry, for sure. Yeah. No, for throw them a little. But it might be like, you know, I want to smoke weed in the morning, but only this much. You can like, you know, kind of select that. Or maybe you want some sort of more, you know, you're like, I, I want to be Gareth for the day going to an ayahuasca ceremony. Yeah, and yeah. That's like a whole different sort of yeah. like, it's like Patreon level. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or there's platinum, 50,000. Yeah. You record an episode of The Dollop with Dave. Uh, <laughs> With the, the platinum. Yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> two, two hundred, two, two hundred, less or more? <laughs> I don't know which way I'm going. Boy, I'll tell you, until you got here, we were just throwing numbers. When I say we, me, it's only me. We were just throwing numbers out there. <laughs> 50,000. <laughs> Podcasts would probably take a bit of a dive, too. <sighs> I'm not sure what this is exactly. I'm lost in your story, Dave. I don't do accents. So, good luck. Oh, man. Um, which part of your life would be the least interesting for them? Like, if they got... if they, what was What would be the bottom minimum package? Like, if someone was like, I can't afford the full Gareth experience, but... What do you got? You want, like, you you know, want the half riff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the truth is so much of it is uninteresting. <laughs> uh, I mean, it would probably be, I mean, it would, yeah, I could, I mean, I my, guess this is the Westworld business model it, more than anything. Right. Which is you can stay in town in Westworld like, and like, you know, have a drink in the, you know, the bar and pretend you're in a Western and you can like, you know, go upstairs and, you know, like, you know, have sex, you know, with one of the, you know, the brothel workers and this sort of thing. That's your in-town experience. Right. Or you could be like go on some adventure where you're like the man in black and right. you're hunting down, yeah. like, you know, ancient tribes and stuff. I think the smoking pot watching football would probably be like, eh, this is not very exciting. This is, uh, and now I just eat something. That's right. You just have a meal. And uh, get real high and watch football. That's the Sunday. See, but I think there would be a great appeal to that for some people. Some people who used to do that and now don't get to do that anymore, who for a day, they can't do it at home. They can't bring that into their house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like their wife doesn't want them to become a guy who smokes pot on the couch on a Sunday and like, you know, watches the football, right? Uh, to Gareth. Yeah. Yes. They're, but for one day. Yeah. Like, you know, him going fishing with his mates or whatever. Yeah. For one day, she, one day a year to get it out of his system. Well, that's what, I mean, that's what happens when, uh, like, my friends well, who have, like, wives and children, they probably within the first three years, they get the first time that the wife and the kids have left without them, and they have, like, three days, and they've just not, they've completely forgotten what it's like to have three days where you just get to do what you want to do. Right. You know, and they go crazy. I mean, it's almost probably like how a heroin addict comes back to heroin. They're just like, oh, I remember how big a, I used to do a big spoon. 
It's like, no, bro, you've been off for three years. You gotta slow down. Right. You're gonna be exhausted. You've overdosed on being single. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe for my the most boring part would maybe be the uh, drinking a little rosé alone. That would probably be where they're like, oh, this is really depressing. Uh, what is this? Is anyone coming over? No one's coming over. Oh, okay. What are you gonna do? Check Instagram. Get high again. All right. Sundays are wild, man. I'm telling you, these are a man, wild ride. Rosé feels like a social drink. There is something sad about it being rosé. Like, and I'm like, a man. I mean, it is like this, like, this. But like. It's like a little secret. Of it's my the, brains. Of all the wines. Yeah. Rosé feels like. Hey. <laughs> well, it's the waffler. Am I red? Am I white? Eh, yeah, I'm a little bit of both. <laughs> In a wine glass or uh, you're, whatever this, receptacle this is, is going, available. This is going to be. You're going to be happy you asked this question. <laughs> Uh, because what I do is I will drink out of basically like a double shot. So when I, when we were in North Carolina, someone gave me probably thinking like, I'll never use this, but they gave me like a, a, like a double shot glass with a little handle. So it just looks like a little mug almost, but it's like, you know, three inches tall and I'll just probably put like five sips in, a, in one of those and just sit and sip it like a weirdo. Like I've been in, like I've been blown up by a ray gun and now I'm just a giant drinking out of a barrel. Now, hang on, is it... Uh, I'm surprised there's follow-ups. <laughs> is it see-through or is it, it like is a see -through. ceramic? Well, on, it, it's see-through, but on it, it says something like the Billy shot or something like that, like some North Carolina slang for this weird... A shot glass so with it's a handle. Not something that anyone ever designed to drink wine out of. Without question, nobody would think this is for wine. <laughs> so it's just this so, weird. Okay. <laughs> So many follow-up questions. I don't have a lot of answers. <laughs> when did it start? How long have you been doing? How long? I'm glad. I feel lighter already. It's just nice to talk about this. Uh, probably about two years. Cause what I okay, cause what I would do is if I were like I would just be shocked at how fast a bottle of wine would go. So I wouldn't necessarily even be like I wouldn't even say appreciating it, but just unaware of you know. And then I'd go to the fridge and be like, oh my god, I've almost had a bottle of wine. With this, it feels, and I can tell by the look on your face if <laughs> I'm I'm not gaining you back, <laughs> I'm further losing you. But uh, so I guess it just kind of makes me make more trips, you know, and. <laughs> I call it more trips, valuable sips. And uh, yeah, it's, but my friends who come over, they're like, what are you doing? Okay, so, all right, good. Supplementary question. Um, How do you, you have friends? <laughs> <laughs> who are these friends? Who are these, who are these paid actors who are your friends in this false flag crisis friendship? Act. You're like, yeah, you're crisis actors. They're at my place overreacting. I'm like, no, you don't need to do a crisis here. Just hang out. Oh, my God, a shot glass. Just relax, bro. Um, okay, so supplementary question. Sure. When you have friends over. Air quoting. And you drink wine with them. Yeah. Do you still drink out of that glass? For the most part, yeah. Okay. So it feels to me I've like, gone a little public. I was going to say, it's about more than the troops of the fridge then. Well, at this point, I've grown to kind of like it. I kind of like my little mug, you know, <laughs> my little baby. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those ones that like when I've used it, I'm like upset to see it in the dishwasher. If you're... Okay, firstly, <laughs> it seems 
a little unnecessary. I was hoping I was hoping that was gonna slip by as soon as I said it. I was like, I think he's moving on, which is great because seems a little unnecessary. There's gonna be to put this glass that you have described <laughs> in the dishwasher. <laughs> like I it feels like it's reasonably vital to your existence. And secondly, just a quick rinse. Yeah. Oh with... well. Uh, sure. Okay. Again, we're glad to have you on board I mean, of this business just, model. It's... I imagine a tap and a finger would do the job. <laughs> well, when doesn't it? Will it's rosé. <laughs> it's not like. Well, it's not like I'm putting. First of all, I'm not a sommelier. So, and second of all, nothing else is going in this besides, like, you know, wine. Technically, doesn't need to be washed. No. It certainly doesn't need to be like a breakup oh. situation where, like, I'm putting in the dishwasher, like, in a few days, old friend. Okay. Uh, next question. Uh-huh. Uh huh. When you go out in public to a restaurant or whatever, and you're you're <laughs> drinking wine, I'll have a shot of rosé. <laughs> yeah. What? How do you feel about having to drink it out of a normal receptacle? Uh, you know, I'm uh, in a normal receptacle. Uh, you know, uh, insinuates that my receptacle is abnormal, which I don't think we've signed off on yet. Um. It you know I understand I'm in the real world I need to I need to hide the fact that I like to drink it out of a, a tumbler glass essentially uh, from them so I just you know act normal but I'll drink it faster I will drink the wine faster perhaps because um, I'm not well because I, I feel like you're not because I'm not appreciating as much because it's not in a double shot glass I would like to see you go to a fancy restaurant and when they come <laughs> over and give you the small taste of wine you know to consider that <laughs> oh I'm full thank you. <laughs> And that you, that you swirl it around yeah. and you go, excuse me, is there any chance that you could serve this in a double shot glass? And could you let me know where your fridge is? Because I will be needing to fetch well, it myself. No, well, I'm at a fancy restaurant. I'll, I'll say, okay, so I want one glass, but I want it brought to me. Uh, in eight different sessions, yep. and then I want to know how many times you have to go to the fridge. Just kind of keep those numbers going for me so I have an immersive experience. Or, you know the bit you pour for people to taste? I just want that. That's, if you could just, serve it to me just in keep, that. Yeah, she just keeps coming over every three seconds like, yeah, oh, lovely. Thank you so much. <laughs> mm, that's delightful. I'll have a little more. Yeah, I don't want to take up your whole night. No, I know you're coming over here a lot. Just an, oh, oh, no, come on, come on. Not, let's not get crazy. Okay. No, I'm not driving. No. I, what? No, I drink from a shot glass. <laughs> I drink I drink shots of wine. I'm a psychopath, okay? I shouldn't be in this restaurant. I stole silverware, ma'am. I don't like the way any of you are looking at me. I'm going to lock myself in your bathroom. Get your hand off me, sir. Get your hand off me. <laughs> yeah. Who's not going to want to pay for this? Who's not going to want to pay for this experience? But again... If you knew the experience was going to be over, I think the idea that you could live someone else's life, Dude. even if it was a shitty day. For sure. For one day, consequence-free. Yeah. Like, you know, to whatever extent, and then go back to your normal life. So the whole time you're doing it, you're like, this is fine because even if it is some shitty day where nothing much happens, you're like, it's still, oh, well, it's still a break from my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean... Like, well, you'd be like, look at me, drinking yeah. wine out of this ridiculous cup. <laughs> it's nice to be an idiot again. Yeah. It's been years since I felt like such a fool. <laughs> yeah, it would definitely... Uh, how, was, how was the immersive day as Gareth? Real weird. Good. It's good to get away, but just bizarre choices sometimes. Really weird. His cat's enormous. <laughs> but even that idea of like... Like the other night... I just like sat 
in front of the TV and got in like a YouTube hole of just going like one thing reminded me of something else and I was just like off to the races. Go and watch that. Yeah. Like, and go and see what that is. Yeah. And just like at one stage I was watching like footage of like Queen doing a concert in like 1978 or something. I'm like, how did I get here? I can't even remember. If you asked me, like if you sat me down and went, how did you end up here? Oh, I don't don't have any idea. (laughs) But here I am. And what a show. And I remember thinking, well, I couldn't give this up. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm peaking. This is the end of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it would, yeah, it would involve like, that's what it would involve with me. It would just be like sitting down to Netflix and just being like, oh, have you seen three sisters or three husbands, three wives, one husband? That's not the title, by the way. I messed up the first two. Uh, about the polygamist relationship. Well, here, smoke up a little weed. Here you are. Here's your shot of rose. It's, it's go time. So uh, we naturally got there anyway. So I was going to talk to you about, uh, Three wives, one husband. That's what it's called, isn't it? Yes, yes. Because um, I, independently of you, stumbled upon this one night, which again is indicative of the idea that we, you know, are in business together children. doing this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what brought us together. Yeah, of course, yes. Uh, that's Similar why our production taste. company is called uh, Three Wives, One Husband. It's an enjoy. <laughs> yeah. No one ever really. Also, a up, fresh but... lawsuit, which is a nightmare. Yeah, Apparently, no, again, we... this copyright thing is for real. They're doing it on a bunch of even stuff. Even the Mormons. Yeah, even the Mormons. So. Um, for people who've never seen the television program you refer to, what, firstly, what's how, their problem? How did you discover it? It was the first night when we flew from LA to uh, Brisbane and then Brisbane to Perth. And our first show was in Perth. So we had our first night in Australia was in Perth, but it was after like, you know, exhausting day of travel. And just adjusting to that time was really, you know, you know how it is. It's like the first couple nights of jet lag are very bizarre. So it was my first night. Uh, very jet lagged, very tired, uh, fell asleep for about an hour or so, and then was wide awake and, you know, was kind of lying to myself in bed about uh, how I was going to fall back asleep. Eventually gave up, literally just turned on Netflix, and it was one of the first things that I saw. And I was just like, man, what the hell is this? And I put it on, and then, I mean, just so, I mean, because I like, I, we have similar, like, I, we, you know, train wreck reality shows or like very bizarre reality shows that are actually real and not uh you know it's like stage just bullshit. as a quick side note because uh, i want to talk about your thing mostly but i just think it's worth referencing because since we were last on gordon ramsay put out a new uh, uh have you the, watched yes the, the, the 20, 24 hours yeah the 24 hour one <laughs> where he goes in disguise <laughs> into the places first and it is oh my god <laughs> It's my favorite. Dude, like, we got to come back to three. Uh, I can't get the I'm like a grandpa. Three sisters, one husband. No, grandpa. Three wives, one baby. Grandpa. The idea, I mean, there's so many great things about his new show, but among them that he only does it for 24 hours, hours, which is like, he's like, because we'll just make it, we'll turn it over real quick. It's just based on his schedule. He's like, I'm right. done hanging out in these places for four days with these people. But what you're setting up is unbelievable which is he's now so recognizable that when he goes into these places to test the food he goes in disguise with a group of other like he'll dress up like a construction worker with a big red scraggly beard and walk in there with five guys like in reflective vests order like the catfish and then he's just like yeah catfish and then the waitress walks away and he's like bloody awful unbelievable <laughs> oh, look at that it's full of oh, look at that look at those bones in this bones all over this more lemonade yeah i have another have another lemonade. 
He's got this terrible accent. He's got like eight characters now. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. turned into Tracy Ullman. Yeah. It's like it's so Ullman-y. It is. So. It's so Ullman. Yeah, just like <laughs> he's, he's like uh, my favorite one was um, of his characters was uh, the surfer dude. Remember oh my it? god! When he's hey, and, the, and all the guys always... around him are like twenty nine. It's like what, Gordon? Come on, bud. <laughs> he looks like um, the dude from uh, The Room. Like, <laughs> do you Because know like, he's got that one, like, <laughs> straggly bit of hair in front. And he's got the ponytail. He's just pretending that he's in his, like, yeah. you know, 20s when everybody yeah. else is, like, I mean, it's. Meanwhile, his forehead, like, officially has become, like, a Klingon forehead at this. So they're like, how old are you? Uh, 29. I so. mean, he is one of those people, too, though, who, like, I mean, he's clearly had a whole bunch of, like, you know, work yeah. done. Yeah. And. He's really starting to get to that point where you're like, ah, oh, this is gonna easy yeah, from now on. I feel like this is gonna get ugly from now you've, on. You like, literally, you've cheated this enough times. Yeah, that's what I mean. That really is what happens where people just push it one step too far. You look, you look fantastic for thirty years. What's your secret? What's your secret? And then you're just like, oh, I know your secret. You've been pulling. Maybe that's why they had to put him in disguise so much. <laughs> Maybe they were just like, how can we pitch this to the Gordon in a way that it's like, we have to cover your hideous face. Yeah, you're perpetually 30. Uh, I like that, yes. <laughs> oh, well, and then what he does is, so then he, he samples the food. He just talks shit on the food to these guys who are just loving it. What a great gig, by the way. Like, because I'm assuming these guys are either actually do this work or they are actors, but most likely they're like actually doing the work, right? No, they're crisis actors. <laughs> Oh, they're around the right guy. <laughs> they're midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the best ones. I'm going to lose the house. Uh, do you, you're at a protest. This is a, you're at a fake emergency. I'm just, I think, I think Diane's cheating on me. I really do. I mean, I, what am I going to do? I've just put on so much weight lately. Dude, lay down. Shut the fuck up. You're supposed to be hurt. I am hurt. I'm hurting. You know, not by anything that's going on here, but man, inside, I am just a wreck right now. I'm a midlife crisis actor, you know? (laughs) I think there's been a mix-up, actually. I don't know what this is. Oh, my God, I understand what this is. It's a democratic play. Oh, for sure. (laughs) But then, so, so then, so then he, like, he shits on the food. Then he goes to the toilet, sheds his disguise, (laughs) comes out, and, you know, takes his shirt off with the camera on for sure. He's like, you know, the problem is I don't think I can even fix this macaroni. This risotto is watery. And then he goes in, and then everyone's like, oh, my God, that crazy 60-year-old man who was hanging out with the 30-year-old surfers and looked like he had the hair from the room but red was Gordon Ramsay. (laughs) We probably should have given him that other biscuit he asked for. Another biscuit. You'll have a what? Another biscuit. Um, what is your friend saying? Wants another biscuit, ma'am. <laughs> I'll get you a biscuit. <laughs> and then he sets up the 24-hour clock. And he oh. just tells them all that their lives are going to be ruined for 24 hours. For 24 hours. Can't go home. Can't call, cancel any plans you have. Anything that you had on that evening. Yeah. Uh, because you've got to, uh, in 24 hours, learn how to run a restaurant properly. In uh, 24 hours, we are going to change your menu, teach you to cook it, and run a restaurant properly. Exactly. <laughs> this should be lasting change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. I'm, it's surprising that a lot of these places don't work. I'm actually surprised at how many of them were still in business, even because they ambitiously have included a little thing at the end where they check back in with them, which... 
if you look at the history of these shows, is not something that is like, you know... You spend 52 minutes getting fully invested in the future of this place and then 30 seconds finding out they close their doors three weeks later. Right. Yeah. But uh, uh, surprisingly, and I'm sure it won't last, but surprisingly, a lot of these places seem to have at least still met in business at the time they did the catch-up episode. Well, it's it's, it's a testament to... You mean when he hated the catch-up, that episode? Yeah. The <laughs> dynamite episode. Really good. Uh, it's a testament to how terrible the places they find are in a way that it's sort of like you find the most damaged one and then, you know, you make it, you teach them like yeah. uh, how to flip the food or whatever, or use grease in the pan. I didn't even know you could flip it. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. You should be flipping these. You should absolutely be flipping. You guys. Are you sure? Yes. I'm a, look at me. I'm a surfer. I'm kidding. It's me. <laughs> of course you can flip it, bro. <laughs> Have another biscuit. Uh, yeah, but and then well, so, that's my favorite thing as well because his accent is so distinguishable, but he can't clearly do any other voices. No, like all these voices are just like he like <laughs> sling blade. His yeah, only voice yeah. he has is but sling he won't blade. say much. He because the other guys will order most of the stuff. Yeah, but then he'll just sling blade something, and then as again, like you know, yeah, he's just like I'm a French fried potato. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bloody hell, these potatoes are awful. <laughs> Look at that. They're, they don't eat those. They're not clean. <laughs> and then the other guys with them are shitting on it, too. They're just like, yeah, it's not good. That was not a good French fried potato, Gordon. Yeah. I mean, and the, so the the, uh, the hidden cameras uh, are attached to that is adds a whole new level of, like, gross to it. Because, because they aren't there for the whole week for them to go into the kitchen and stuff. Instead, they go in, like, you know, weeks week, previously. Yeah. They just spy on these, them. Yeah, spy on them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because this is the world we live in now. No, it's just kind of no. Now it's a reality show. Yeah, yeah. 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 we put some secret cameras in yeah. to record their worst moment of their life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, another great part is when, because uh, again, it's twenty four hours, and it's him. So he's he probably sleeps. He probably right. gets like a five hour sleep or something like that. I mean, he's Gordon, right? So, but then when they show him walk in when they're doing the construction of the place and they're remodeling. And they just get like one shot of him like drilling one screw into one board and then just gesturing at the ceiling real quick and be like, yes, lovely. And they're just like, you're like, oh, yeah, Gordon's working on the construction of the place, too. It's like, no, he's not. (laughs) He's not in there doing this shit. He's in there for five minutes while these construction workers sprain their eyes from rolling them. Um, All right. So that's that covered. Okay. (laughs) I felt like we needed to take a moment. (laughs) Uh, so anyway, uh, one husband. And he always makes someone fire someone. Oh, he's like at th- like three a.m. He's like, you know the problem. It's Rebecca, <laughs> you know. And then this like person... he's good at making a gut call on what the problem is. <laughs> he's been, well, he's like... been there for six hours <laughs> every time. <laughs> I mean, good lord, what? How long do you need to know the inner workings but of a business? That is what it's like. Yeah. He's like comes in and goes. Clearly, Phoebe is the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David's been stealing from you, you fool. <laughs> Well, David, I know. I'm your brother-in-law. I know, but Gordon Ramsay dressed up like a surfer and didn't like my macaroni and doesn't like you for some reason because he saw on the spy camera that you didn't know how to use the computer, so you got to (laughs) go. Bullshit. I hate Gordon Ramsay. Good work. Your restaurant's strong now. (laughs) Your restaurant's going to survive. Got David out of here. He was the problem. Now, again, yes, we can flip them. Boys, we should all be flipping them. (laughs) Flip the things. Good Lord. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's just, it's 3 a.m. And these people are just like, my brain is melted. He's like, fire your friend. Uh, I love also like, uh, the, the, 
the fact that not only is it like he's going to fire someone, but often he's going to repair 20 years of some you know, poisonous relationship. Yeah, so a marriage like a, or a... Uh, yeah, a marriage or a brother and sister. <laughs> yeah, or his son and a father, like, yeah. yeah. And he just, he clears that up as well. Yeah. While he's up. Yeah. I'm going to fix your yeah. restaurant. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to teach you to cook. Show you how to flip. We're going to fire one guy. <laughs> Redesign the interior. And I'm going to fix 20 years of bad blood between you and your father. And you need to apologize about the car accident. <laughs> Jesus, Gordon, you really do a lot in 24 hours. I just thought you were a guy working on construction on the sidewalk. <laughs> Who loved biscuits. No biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so all right we did it uh, and okay no no i'm done one husband three wives thank you that's that's the title it sounds familiar uh is a, a television show uh set in utah yeah uh which uh i decided to watch because uh last time i was in the u.s i was in utah i went and did the dollop show oh yeah, uh, yeah. with you guys right and it was a very interesting place. And yeah. I was like, oh, you know what? I really enjoyed my time there. Utah's and, great. And so I thought, oh, you know what? I'm going to learn a little bit more about it. And this show seems like... Well, you like, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> this, this <laughs> That's show, when you start disliking Utah. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, it's... I don't know if it is amazing. It's it's something. Uh, it's, you know... It's definitely something. Well, we forget that, that, you know, there is this... Even with our culture being so religiously based at this point, you forget about... Mormons because they're pretty low key. I mean, they really don't. They're not like, uh, you know, mainstream Christians who a lot of times are pretty vocal about it, or at least there's voices out there that are active. Mormons don't really have, besides Mitt Romney, who again was almost trying to, uh, who ran for president uh, against Obama, who was almost kind of trying to hide it because it is crazy once you start to learn a lot of facts about Mormons. Right. It, they're, I mean, the foundation of the religion is crazy, but that, but then you watch. One husband, three wives, and or three wives, one husband. <laughs> Grandpa, I, I hit my head. Um, you're like, this is the craziest shit. I mean, the way that the Mormon religion started was this guy Joseph Smith found three golden plates that he said he found buried on a hill, uh, and that they were basically the the you know uh, instructions from God, kind of a, a post mortem on the Bible, like a new sort of thing. And that's insane. But then you watch this show and it is like the title I keep messing but up. But also, the other thing I love is that like L. Ron Hubbard basically was like, hey, you know, if you want to make a billion dollars, invent a religion. Yeah. Um, and then invented a religion. And then some people believe in that religion, despite uh, the fact that the strongly. dude who invented the religion said at the start of it, yeah. I'm going to invent a religion. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. literally said it. Yeah. And then wrote crazy shit about, I mean, he's a sci-fi writer. Right? Yeah. He's a, I mean, he wrote science fiction, so he wrote a science fiction religion. And um, the Hollywood elites that tell you what to do, you know, and where to put your money are, uh, believe they have aliens in their tummies. I mean, it's, it, so, okay. So it does, my point being that it doesn't necessarily surprise me. No. That like some other crazy thing happened just because it happened longer ago. In fact, even more reason to believe it. Yeah, all that time ago. Uh, yeah, the thing that Scientology doesn't have on its side is time. Yeah. That's the only thing. Because every other religion is crazy as shit, but just because it was written so long ago, we're like, oh, it is what it is. 
but yeah, but one of but in this in one of the sects of of Mormonism, they're uh, you know polygamists, and so they're able to um, have more than one wife, and uh, and the sh- the show follow like they basically have made houses in the sides of the mountains. And so in Utah. it starts with that. Yeah, they're out in the middle of Utah, in the middle of the desert. Basically, they've carved these homes into the side of the mountain. Which is probably the most relatable part of the show. That's where you're like, I'd like one of those houses. And that's where the similarities end. So that's exactly what I was going to say. They live in this little community with all their friends. They've made their own life, you know, in the middle of, with the houses in the mountains. There was a part of me that when I see this establishment (laughs) and stuff, I'm like, these guys have got it sorted. It's like the Rajneesh's documentary where the first episode, you're like, well, I see nothing wrong with just peace and love, peace and love. And then it ends with them with AK-47. You're like, well, I'm sorry, what was that at the end? Sort of. How long? I don't. Can I see? I didn't want to tear that contract I signed up. Because it feels fun, right? It's yeah. essentially like going camping, but then just why don't we live like this? You're out there, you're like, this is fun, right? Oh, well, especially, we don't need other people. Yeah. Well, and especially like in the world we live in now, where it's like too connected. Right. This is just, they are so off the grid up there that you are. Yeah. You're just like, oh man, that must be awesome. Okay. All right. I, I like what I hear so far. So far, so good. <laughs> like and the then, tour, like you know the what? tour. I would like a personality test. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, my friend. Oh, wow. Your phaetons are hot. <laughs> Didn't even know I had them before. Oh my God. You're full of them. Really? That's oh, good. Oh yeah. You're a level four. Oh, no. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You make yeah. good money? Yeah. Make you're going to do great in this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're going to solve Finally. this for you. You need help though. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, but, if you want to get to Zenu, but I don't want to know what that is. What is oh it? well, that's good. I mean, well, that I mean, you're talking. Well, you got to sign a lifetime contract first of all. Well, I'm curious. Okay. Well, the, cool the good news is, now. when I say lifetime, your life is going to go on for a while. Okay. Once you once we leave here and the aliens come to collect us and take us to Zenu. I mean, I'd never heard of Zenu before, but it is a great sounding name. Do you I like mean, acting? I love acting. What do you think of John Travolta? I think he's very talented. Do you give good back rubs? Hang on, what? Hmm? <laughs> Let, hypothetical situation, and again, I'm just, this is kind of ground floor just, question stuff. Would you give just, John Travolta a massage? If he wanted one, and I'm not on, even saying he does. What? Hang on, what? Uh, there are... Uh, how is this part of my personality? Well, let, let, me, let me ask the questions. Do you want to go to a planet of paradise? Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. So okay, the, right there, we're on the same page. We're same page yeah. it again, yeah. Uh, and again, you you make money, so that you know is, is helpful. You're going to go far here, and uh, you know John Travolta, Tom Cruise. They're again, they're Scientologists. Well, they're, I'm just giving you some names of people oh, who are in the church. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, and and John Travolta is one of the. I mean, you, do you like John Travolta as an actor? I love John Travolta. Yeah, I mean, have you seen Staying Alive? Who hasn't? All right, okay, uh, and I think it's safe to say John Travolta is easy on the eyes, right? I mean, is that a tr- I, I, to the point that I'm just saying he works in Hollywood, and you would say. An attractive actor, as I mean, he's been called that. I mean, sure. watch Welcome Back, Absolutely. Cotter. Absolutely. I mean, the guy's got a dimpled chin. What? What? what are you going to slap Adonis in the face? And my question is, you know, when I said, "Did you give good back rubs?" and yeah. you sort of affirm that you do, yeah. you know, that's huh? I think. Well, let me finish the question because there is one. You know, and and John Travolta is a very stressed out guy. I mean, he is. He's worked so hard in uh-huh. Scientology to get that's where he true. is. Um, and he needs massages. And would you, you know, like if hypothetically, again, I'm not even saying this happens. I doubt this happens, to be honest. I mean, this never happens. But would you, it's just a question I have to ask. Would you give him a back rub? Hang on. A this, massage? Is this a question that you ask everybody? Yeah, I, you, there's certain there's certain characteristics that we identify as, you know, you're, you're I can feel your positive energy. And uh, and you're an attractive guy. And John Travolta is an attractive guy. You know what I mean? And, John, and remember, you like you said, you love staying alive. 
Like you said, you, I'm quoting you now. You love staying alive. So the star of staying alive, John T. Travolta, okay, and the tea's made up. I just, no, there's no, no, I, I, I can feel you're going to ask. There's no tea, okay? There's no tea. We just sort of, it doesn't matter. Uh, now, he, he's, a, he's, he has, he has upper back pain. Oh. So I don't know if we should even be laughing right now because John's back is, you know, he has, his shoulders get so tight. You know, I think it's because of all that stuff he was doing in the 70s, you know, all that pointing down and pointing up dancing stuff. That's just a killer workout for your shoulders in your 20s. You know, you get to be John's age. It's not it's not what it used to be. Um, so he needs a massage. You know, hi again. This is not in the world of, hey, when do you want to do it? You know, but I do need to get your schedule if, based on your answer for this. Uh, but, uh, you know, would you in the realm of maybes give John Travolta an American treasure a Scientology icon, a back rub in his hotel room. You're an attractive guy. Come on. There's a couple hot guys talking here about John T. Travolta. I can't. It, it doesn't stand for anything. It doesn't stand for anything. Doesn't? No, he doesn't know I'm using it. I, I shouldn't be saying this. Again, I'll ask the questions here. Okay? But John T. -t Travolta, as I'm calling him. Hang I'm, on, do you have a stammer? Or no, no, I added a couple oh, extra T's because it kind of feels like you're ramping up to saying okay, his last sure. name, which is fun. Needs a back rub. You're our guy. Would you say that's fair? <laughs> sure. Okay, great. We're going to take you down to the Beverly <laughs> Wilshire. John's in room 1319. Uh, he's waiting there. He's naked, and uh, he will lock the door, okay? You're going to go high places. Zenu's going to love having you there when you get to the Paradise Planet, which is not where you're going now. The planet you're going to now is John's hotel room, and that is a lawless, a lawless desert. A lawless. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not tell him about the tea stuff either. Get in that van. Lock him up, boys. He's ready to jerk off Travolta. Throw him the meat. Anyway, that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the best the best part about that show too is that probably like there's a i bet you you know you say to some men that you have a life where you're one man and you have three wives there is like and it would probably purely just be like sexually based but they would be like that sounds pretty good and then you see this show and you're like nobody's happy everybody on that show is like uh, angry all the time. The wives don't get enough attention. The husband's stressed out by the fact that the wives feel unattended to. Like, it's, I mean, it's insane. I just assumed there would be an example of it being good. Do you mean as in yeah. like when you watch a show like that? I guess we just become so. And maybe this is like emblemic of the, our age of false balance that we're so used to seeing the counterpoint in things. That like, you know, whatever the like reality show that we're watching, you'll see like, you know, I mean, the good person, the bad person, the different you know, viewpoints are kind of expressed and, yeah. and whatever. That I just assumed that there would be something positive about it. You'd learn a lesson. You'd yeah, be like, you'd be oh, like oh, you know what? Yeah. They just live a different life to the life we live. But, you know, yeah. it isn't good or bad. Yeah. It's just different. They have houses but, in the mountains just oh, like no, I want. No, 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 It's bad. Oh, my God. It's terrible. And it's it's all... Again, I mean, it's just all from the idea that God want. This is part of God's plan. Yeah, and that's why they do it. They do it because, which there's the one guy who comes in later who I'm like, I don't think he's doing it because of God. The guy who shoots the gun off everywhere and has been thrown out a couple times for drinking. <laughs> did you get to him? I didn't get. To oh, him. dude, 
Because I a, found it so sad that I was like, I can't watch this anymore. That's this where is I'm just in. like, this show should be called Nobody's Happy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's closer to the title than I've been giving. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everybody, everybody Nobody's is happy. It's God's fault. Yeah. That's our first title yeah. for this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, they are all, it, it is a total nightmare. But later on in the season, this guy comes in who's just clearly not like doing it for God. I believe the other guys on that show are doing it because, and the women I think are doing it because they think that it's what God wants or whatever, but nobody, and they have like 28 kids each and they don't see their kids. I mean, it literally is like Michael Palin in the meaning of life when he's just talking about how Catholics can't use condoms and he's got like a thousand children and every sperm is, you know, great. So like it is though, like they, you think you would have, I mean, again, it feels like this scenario, you go, yeah, of course, we'll have a bunch of kids because it's not like we live in this little community, like there's plenty of hours in the day, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. going to be a good lifestyle to have a bunch of kids, but it doesn't even seem like that's no. what's going on. No, it seems like God should have put in the fine print, pulling out every once in a while is cool with me, Yeah, you know, because they're, I mean, and the the kids are the same. I mean, the kids are, it's very strange because they... Like when the one guy is trying to add a wife, which is part of the thing too, they sort of, as a unit, as like a two-person, three-person polygamous couple, they try to sort of court a new person. And when he's kind of bringing it up to the kids, this, you know, 15 kids of his, they're all, he's like taking a vote. Who thinks I should bring her in? Who doesn't think I should bring her in? And all the kids are voting to bring her in. It's just, you're like, dude, you don't stand a fighting fucking chance of not being not crazy. I mean, just... The lies they're telling themselves, yeah, is the thing about the show. Like, because it all they presented as if you know we make these decisions as a family, and like you know the other wives vote the new wives in, but none of the other wives really want new wives. No, and none of them are happy with the new wives. No, they talk about it like this. Like they all work in unison together, but they yeah. don't. Yeah, like different wives hate other wives. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, really, and 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 there's and I mean, and it's so self inflicted. Right. You know, they're just, they're like, it's like I just cut my leg off and I'm just like, man, you know what? I just wish that I could just, oh, God. You did it. I know. It's just, what are the odds? Just such a bummer. Well, it is what it is, I guess. Ugh. God, God works in mysterious ways, doesn't he? Like when he said, get rid of my leg. <laughs> what a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, I got through all that show, the literally, I think that whole first night when I was jet lagged out of my face and it became that I was starting to get tired, but I was like, I cannot stop watching this shit. I mean, it is just, yeah. America, man. Great place. It's, and it's amazing that like in that country, in our country, I should say, uh, <laughs> we like, it's hard. It's slipping. <laughs> it's like the T in Travolta. Uh, it, it's amazing the amount of things that we do not support now, the amount of people that are, you know, treated so terribly and the amount of rhetoric that is just no longer even subtle being thrown at people. But polygamists, Mormon polygamists don't really, you know, that's not among, it's not, that's not among the groups that are hated or misunderstood and therefore hated, you know, that's just like allowed to exist because God, you know, makes you think that like trans people should start a religion or gay people you know then then at least you're that's that's how you tell people well god told me to do it i mean that's really the only way that we will certify 
uh, differences between people in this day and age as if they are instructed by the clouds. I mean, it is such a weird get out to the laws, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Like, it's a weird thing that you can just go, because here's the thing about, I mean, look, you know, I know that America is a much more religious country than Australia, but it seems insane to me that in this modern day and age, like, I have no problem with people being religious. Absolutely. No. no problem. You know, believe what you want to believe. And I don't have, you know, any or all of the answers. And <clears throat> if you find any or all of the answers in those things and it, you don't hurt other people and whatever, yeah. then fine with me. Just don't right? tell me anything about it. But, well, you know what? I once took this personality test of Scientology and it <laughs> went in a direction I wasn't expecting. Are you was... still a Scientologist? No, but I, you know who I know now? John Travolta. <laughs> oh so, my God, yeah. I love him. Yeah, He's yeah. great really in Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, a great you know, actor. He has a lot of tension in his upper neck. Right? Oh, I don't know why that would concern me. I mean, I'm just a guy. I don't, <laughs> what do you well, mean? Well, <laughs> if you want to be friends with John Travolta, then you're going to need to know about his neck tension. Well, he's got like problems in his neck? He's got some problems in his neck. Show me your hands. They're pretty big. I've always had, they always say I have meaty hands. Yeah, you really do. Actually, I give great back rubs, which is the thing. I mean, yeah. yeah. Pick up that tiny wine receptacle. <laughs> it's actually a barrel, but doesn't it look tiny in my big meaty paws? <laughs> you know, John holds a lot of tension in his penis, too. That's where he has a lot of subluxation, a lot of um, pressure, you know. Uh, you'll find a knot in there that he'll need you to work out. Yeah. yeah. Re- re- kind of undo the knot, release it. And you will need to clean up yourself. So if you have a receptacle of some kind that holds about two short shorts. <laughs> you mean my rosé sipper? Sure. Hmm, well, don't say sure like yeah, it's a ju- sure. that's a judgy sure if I've ever heard sure. one. Yeah, sure. Don't sure, sure me. Yeah, okay. How do you feel about swaddling? <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, John likes to swaddle. After he swaddles, John wants to swaddle. John, John would like to swaddle. Uh, he'll, do, he'll put you in a baby Bjorn. Yo, you like he likes this? To carry you around for a while, reenacting some baby. Who's talking? Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Willis is there. I was like, "Whoa, what's going on right now?" <laughs> I was just going to the bookstore. <laughs> Um, uh, all right, we should finish up because uh, you have a long day uh, ahead of you still. So uh, do you. Oh, well, no, you don't have as you, long. You've got uh, an extra podcast to do in between. So yeah. um, I am now going to have a rest post-morning uh, radio and this. And as you should. You are going to go and do an, another dollop. A time-sensitive a a time dollop, yeah. And then you're going to do uh, – we're going to do a live show with yeah. the last night of your Australian tour, which – People probably won't hear this before they yeah, yeah. that happens, but uh, we are doing that tonight in yeah. Melbourne, so that'll be fun. Yeah, well, I'll be. Uh, I yeah, hopefully I'll come back hopefully. maybe before the uh, we do a dollop tour or something like that. But Th- uh, that would be good. So Gareth, uh, your pol- podcast, the dollop people can listen to that point versus point, point versus point, another podcast they have uh, at Reynolds Gareth. You know it all well. Uh, what don't socials, you know on the socials? Uh, um, uh, you have oh you know what huh. people might hear this I'm going to say people will hear this in fact ahead of your weekend this weekend at Rooster Tea Feathers yeah I'll be at Rooster and Tea Feathers maybe some people who listen to this podcast who are in that part of the world because um, I have yeah. done that club a few times and it's a really great club you'll no. have a really good time there yeah. so Sun Valley California exactly so um, uh, all right I think that's it oh GarethReynolds.com that's, that's my website oh GarethReynolds.com there you go that one I have in the right order Okay, nice. All right. Um, All right. Uh, Thank you very much, mate. Thank you, bud.